Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host James, as always, here to give you guys more of the greatness. So we're going to get right into it. You know, it's really funny because last week I recorded an episode, but wasn't able to upload it due to the technical circumstances. And it was just a bit daunting and I was a little upset, but hey, you know, we're here now, we're um, trying to make up for lost time and, you know, get these episodes back on a regular schedule so everybody can enjoy themselves and we can all just be in our happy place. But hey, I am in the happiest of places because, um, yeah, life's been good. Life's been good. How's life been for you? Hopefully life has been good for you. Um, let's just talk about some games, man, because, you know, it's really funny. I... I spent so much time recently trying to, I think, divert a lot of the, um, I guess, expectation of how I talk about games and what games I talk about and this, that, and the third. Like, I honestly was kind of displaced because as the new console generation came up, I just wasn't in the thick of it anymore. You know, when it was all about the PS4 and, you know, the Xbox One and stuff, it was easier because, you know, I was in a generation that was already in the flow and it was just easy for people to kind of relate. But I could I basically got behind the eight ball when these new consoles dropped because I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm not a big fan of the way that they came out. I'm not a big fan of the way that you know, uh, consumers have to go through these different hoops in order to, um, secure any of these systems. You know, it's, it's, it's a different vibe. And I know that the times are changing and, you know, consumers are different than they used to be, but I don't know. I just feel like this is doggy tricks for a treat and I'm just not with it. However, I did jump through the hoop for one particular system and that was the Steam Deck. And I know you guys have heard me talk about the Steam Deck at nauseum. Like I've been basically ramming this thing down uh, your throats for I don't know how many episodes and through social media. It's just been my topic of discussion. But I finally got my hands on mine. Um, you know, like I I think it was last year, July, that... Um, that I put my reservation in for the actual system. And I think I haven't had it for more than two weeks. Yeah. It's been, been about two weeks now that I've, that I've had the uh, steam deck and it's, I'm telling you it, the whole thing is a process, like a huge process. And, um, you know, I'm thankful that I've been able to, to secure mine. I, I really appreciate, you know, the fact that I am finally able to, to like, have you know have it in my hands it's actually a tangible thing because man the 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 part that bothered me the most was not the fact that it was taking so long it was I, I'm, a, I'm the kind of person that if i have a particular amount of money i can find different ways to spend it you know like so all i kept thinking about was the fact that oh this is another week that i haven't got an email for you know this uh steam deck so maybe I should allocate this to something like this. Maybe I should 
go up a month in my car payment or so I don't know. Like I was just thinking of different ways to spend the money, but I'm glad I didn't because got my Steam Deck and yeah, it is dope. It is dope. I'm I'm not even gonna front with you. I'm not just saying I'm not a fanboy of Steam. Like I'm I don't hold any allegiance to any system, but I know a good product when I see one. And I'm telling you right now, like Steam Deck is dope. It's such a cool system. Um, let me just tell you what I like about the Steam Deck in itself. And then I'll tell you what, you know, like what things it does as far as like a benefit um, going forward. So so what I what I like about the about the system is that it's it's such a familiar style and i know a lot of people will say oh that's because it's like the switch it's like yes and no like there's that form factor and i think from you know from sight anybody can be fooled into believing that that's what it is because i've had it out in the wild like several different times and i've never i I don't want to say never i actually there was only one time where i've had somebody stop and say hey what's that it was never any other time. And I knew that the person who asked me at the time, I knew that they that they knew it wasn't an, a Nintendo Switch because the Nintendo Switch has been out for so long. It's like nobody would just nobody would just not know what a Nintendo Switch is today. Um, you would just know by proxy. It's just kind of like it's just common knowledge now. But she knew distinctly that that was something different. So she was like, yo, what is that? And when I told her, it was really funny because I, I kept telling her and, you know, she had a bit of an accent and whatnot. And, and I mean, I'm pretty sure she understood me as I spoken, but I but what she was reverberating wasn't coming back to my ear to signal to me that she understood. So, like, I kept saying Steam Deck and she kept saying something else. And I was just like, you know, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to let you walk away. Hopefully you get the idea and maybe somewhere down the line, you'll you'll get a Steam Deck. Um, but yeah, there, there's that dude. Um, the, the thing feels deceptively comfortable to hold. Like what I really like about the steam deck is that, you know, you, you look at it when you get it out of the case and you're just like, yo, this thing's big, this thing's huge. But the, the ergonomics and the way that they, have the, the you know the hand part um the grips where you lay your hands to you know uh uh manipulate the inputs it's just perfect it just feels comfortable like like i, I i've never complained about i've never complained about what the uh nintendo switch felt like but i always had this thing in the back of my mind where it was just like the switch is just a little bit cramped. You know, there, there was a lot of times where I would have to take, you know, the joy cons off of the system because it just all felt so cramped together. Um, but I actually got to a point now, you know, where I, like I said, I got this system that doesn't, it just doesn't feel that, uncomfortable 
actually it's not uncomfortable at all. And that and and again, it's it's such a deceptive feeling because it looks huge. I mean, it is big. It is a big system. It is, I mean, not let's not even sugarcoat it. It's a big system. But the way that they lay out, you know, whatever the whatever's inside that makes the whole thing tick is perfectly balanced. It it just it feel I could I could hold it for hours. I could hold it up you know, laying on my back in bed, I can hold it, you know, leaning back in a recliner, I can just a million different ways I can hold it. And I would never get tired of it. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of hit and miss about the placement of the charging cable. Um, because it because their their USB C uh, input is on the top of the system. Uh, I don't really find I don't find it bother bothersome in anyway one way or the other i don't i don't find it to be a huge you know deal to me you know it is what it is as long as it charges it i i do however think that the fact that um you know there there are like there's chargers that i have that are you know marketed as like uh you know faster charging for multiple purposes and you plug it into the steam deck and it'll be like, yeah, no, this, this is going to be charging slower than normal. So you have to have the, um, the brick charger that they give you. And if you don't, then you're just going to be on, you know, on their time, uh, or, or on some, some slow time. Uh, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. Like I, I keep my brick with me everywhere I go. And you know, the cool thing is that they give you that, that sweet case, you know, like I don't know many electronics that come with, you know, like a dedicated case that is like really created with the user in mind, you know, because they're not going to let this system uh, play victim to just happenstance. Like as long as you keep this thing in the case when you're not using it, there's really nothing that can happen to it at all. It could, you could, somebody can bump it off a table. It's going to be fine. Somebody could spill their juice or whatever, you know, it, it, it will take a whole lot to saturate that case and, and get to the actual system. It's like the case is so well constructed and it's so thoughtful and mindful of a system like this. And I got the I I went ahead and got the premium uh, the premium Steam Deck. You know I got the one that uh, that that they put out. Um, I think it has 512 gigabytes, so half a terabyte, um, faster memory and etched glass and all that other stuff. And the case is you know it's kind of funny because like the case is not that different from the other versions, but it still is kind of different. Like I actually have like the colored icon uh insignia on the front of mine so it kind of stands out a little bit more and everybody else has like just the white one um you know I, one thing that i do love what one thing i do love and it's like it's not even like a big deal i love how the steam deck uh powers on i think they have a i think they have a killer power on animation it kind of reminds me of of uh the original xbox almost where you know like they had the you know, kind of like the power generator startup, 
kind of sort of like that but but just a little bit quicker um their 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 sounds are reminiscent or i want to say similar in a way in some ways you know to the nintendo switch but i i definitely think they're you know taking their own direction as far as that um but yeah, that power on and and the, and even the sleeping mode is super cool because like they take the Steam Deck uh, uh, icon and kind of do this little blinking motion, kind of lets you know that it's going to sleep. It's like it's super cool. Like I, I just I love it. Um, and yeah, dude, it's 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 sweet. Um, so let's talk about the games, man. Like so, you know, like so here here's here's the one thing that I will say about the Steam Deck, like. You know, I think I think that from their marketing stance, I think they pulled a Peter Molyneux and I think they sold their bill too high because, you know, like the first notion was any game on Steam is going to play on the Steam Deck. And you're like, wow, like awesome. But I can I can confirm with you that not every game plays on the Steam Deck. There are games that are just straight up say, yeah, this ain't going to work on here. Just straight up, you know, um, they do have a tier system that they're working with where it basically gives you a status of how well it can perform. So like they'll have like verified, which basically means it completely can run on the Steam Deck. It'll it'll be flawless. Everything will just be great. Um, Then they have the they have an asterisk with uh, kind of yellow background. Uh, basically like a warning and it's basically just letting you know that there are certain things that may cause for a less than optimal experience you know and and usually they have that bulleted within the description to let you know like it could be like small text or uh you know uh, the initiation of a virtual keyboard things like that then they have like the question mark where it's kind of like steam is still testing this you know uh basically we'll let you know and you usually usually i take the question marks the question mark games as games that are more potentially going to work so i so i still continue to download those games and play those games that uh come under the come under the question so to speak because it, it to me it just says yeah there there's even if there's even if it doesn't work out of the box uh for the steam deck they're going to make they're going to make the effort to get it done because that's what they're working on because here's the other thing they got one that just straight up has like a cross out that just says unsupported now that also is to it isn't to say that an unsupported game won't work because there are there are a ton of games that are listed as unsupported but they do work uh you know an example uh final fantasy 14 like that that game is completely listed as unsupported but it works on the steam deck um i think but you know for me i think it's too much of a gamble though like i personally am not going to go through the motion of downloading a bunch of games that are just straight up listed as unsupported because i don't know what games will turn around and seriously not work because it's like okay i just spent 40 bucks on a game and it really it already said it was unsupported but now i really confirmed it so either i'm going to ask for money back or i'm just going to take a 40 dollar hit so i just keep myself out of that out of that whole scenario um 
I've been, you know, like I, you know, when I came back to Steam, because I hadn't been on Steam in a while, but when I came back to Steam, I actually had, I think probably, you know, most people got like hundreds of Steam games. I wasn't that really invested. I think I had like 69 games or something. And for the most part, the majority of them worked. I, I think I probably only had about four or five games in that number that uh, straight up said it would they wouldn't work. You know, and they and they were honestly games that I could just care less about, like um, Modern Warfare Three, like you know, unsupported. That's okay, great. <laughs> Let's just move on. Um, but man, I what I what I am happy about is that being having a Steam Deck not only does it give me the versatility to play games that I enjoy and to just game, period, but it really reinvigorates the sense of community like steam in itself as an ecosystem is wonderful because I have, I have literally tripled my friend list just with the release of the steam deck and, you know, the showed interest of games that, you know, I am looking to secure or, or I'm talking about through forums or whatever the case is. It's like, I, I'm I'm building into this community and it really feels awesome. And uh, you know, like I've been able to discover games that otherwise I would have never uh talked about or discussed or played. One of the games that I that that I want to hold up to example on that is a game called Vampire Survivors. Vampire Survivors is a wonderful, wonderful uh addictive game. It is a game that y- you're you have an you have eight bit sprite characters on these simple maps, but it's like a it's like a it's like a roguelike meets bullet hell shooter meets walking simulator. Like it, it's it sounds so weird, but the game is so addicting, and I I just like. I literally love playing that game. And I I saw somebody do a review online and they basically said, buys vampire survivors, stays up till 3 a.m. And that, that was the, that was the review. And I was just thinking, I haven't stayed up, you know, on a one more time basis like that since Hades, you know? And I just, I honestly did, I honestly did not think that, you know, another game could, you know, I, I felt like, and, and I still feel like that. I feel like Hades is one of those games that is lightning in a bottle. I don't think that anything will come close to that level of innovation and, and, you know, popularity that Hades just kind of came out. Cause Hades was definitely a game that was, you know, uh, executed very well and by word of mouth, I think it it really spread like wildfire. And this kind of vampire survivors is kind of like Hades, just not as robust narratively. Um, you know, not a big story, but it's fun. And and it and it it was only two three dollars, two or three dollars, and I'm having the time of my life. It is such a fun game. Um, 
but man i've been playing so many other games i <laughs> like i'm gonna tell you about the dumb stuff i'm gonna tell you about the good stuff i'm gonna tell you about everything like i'm gonna go to my little steam library here and i'm gonna look at all the stuff that i actually have and then we're gonna say all games and uh well, actually i just want to do installed so let's talk about what i have installed so i got this one game called aww uh or action arcade wrestling which is a cell shaded arcade uh, wrestling simulator where uh, they have a very robust create a character suite and it's really funny because i actually bought this game before i got the steam deck because I knew I was getting the Steam Deck. It was just like, I'm I'm gonna play this and this is gonna be a game that that that's gonna be in my constant rotation and I'm gonna enjoy it. And yeah, and dude, it is the first day that I was on that game. Well, the first day that I was on that game, to be quite honest, I had trouble getting it installed. And uh, you know, one thing I had to realize is that Steam Steam Deck, Steam Deck is definitely a system where you are going to have to, you know, uh, sometimes you'll have to modify certain things in order to, in order to make, you know, uh, in like in order to make things function, you'll have to adjust certain things. Like there, there's no hiding against that. You know, there, it, sometimes that's just going to be the case. Um, and when I went ahead and made the effort to adjust what I needed to with this game, um, it worked like a charm and man, I'm telling you everything in that game was just super awesome. Like, you know, it's, it, it, you know, the only, the only thing that that would make it like a complete masterpiece to me is if they were able to put in, um, a lot of the signature, you know, moves and, uh, not, not, not wrestling moves, but like mannerisms, like if they just had a suite of like mannerisms to kind of, uh, implement with your creative character, then it would be able, it will be easier for me to say, Oh, this person created a, a, a Stone Cold Steve Austin and they were even able to get the head shaking in there or, or the, you know, the, uh, you know, the, I don't, I don't know. Like he, he has different mannerisms. He does different things in the ring. So yeah, it would be cool if they were able to emulate that. But the game itself is fun. It is absolutely fun. It's really, really simple it's stupid simple it's just like you know this button that this button this button and that button press these have fun somebody's gonna win when when they win try again or pick different uh wrestlers they have like all these different modes you can do single on sync you can do one-on-one -on -one. you can do tag team you can do battle royals you can do fatal four ways you can do triple threat matches you can do all these different matches just amazing and again i think the star of the whole thing is the freaking um the creative character suite it's like so robust i've been able to like it's basically i'm making like my own federation and i'm just kind of like oh okay well i'm gonna put randy orton and edge as a tag team and you know i'm gonna have the young bucks and that's gonna be a thing and i'm also gonna have you know prime stone cold and you know prime rick flair and and just it, it, it's awesome i just i love that game um also so here, here's here's a cool thing i also got uh bioshock games on there on my steam deck like i've i have i've played a demo of the original bioshock but i've never played through the original game 
And then it's funny because I actually got the remaster for free because I owned the uh, original because I I bought the original because it was one of those things where I was just like, when I get a computer, I just want to have this game ready, you know, to go. And I bought it and I never played it because I never had a computer that could play it. Um, and yeah, they gave me the remaster for free. I bought Infinite. But when I bought Infinite, I actually did have a computer that was pretty solid. Uh, and Infinite is one of my favorite games. But I got those installed. Uh, I got Call of Juarez installed. Um, I got Clue installed. Clue is my favorite game. Clue is just my favorite board game uh, next to Monopoly. I don't really like Monopoly too much because people can cheat Monopoly. But Clue is just so fun. You know, just trying to figure out who who done it. Um the only thing I the only thing I dislike about that clue game though is that they make you pay for the classic stuff. The classic stuff is what they should have had unlocked in the first place. Or it should just be a bonus, you know, like maybe some unlockable or something. You know, finish a case in like two moves and unlock this or that this, that, and the third. So I had to pay for the classic board and I had to pay for the classic characters. I was kinda upset about that but you know i did it i I don't think i'll pay for any of the characters in between that i mean they got all kinds of themed characters like western and maybe i'll get the sherlock holmes pack though because that one actually does look sick but yeah uh they got different boards and different mansions and stuff like that and i just like the classic just give me the classic mansion you know colonel mustard did it in the ballroom with the ranch case closed um I also ins- I also installed uh, uh, Counter Strike uh, Global Offensive or CS:GO as a lot of people know them know it. Um, I suck at that game. <laughs> um, I got Dishonored on here. Got Dota Two, which to be quite honest, I only have Dota Two on here because I'm struggling to wrap my head around how I am going to potentially put League of Legends on here because League of Legends is actually uh, the game that I play. I don't play Dota. I just put Dota on here because I was saying to myself, if in fact I am not able to find a way to get League of Legends on here, then I will play Dota. I have Elden Ring on here, and we're going to talk a little bit about Elden Ring later. Um, I got Evo Land, which if it, man, if you haven't played Evo Land, like I think Evo Land is one of those games that like every gamer should experience because it's just, it's, it's such a love letter to the growth um, and evolution of the gaming industry as a whole. And there's just so much to appreciate about the history of gaming through this one video game. I think it's super cool. I need to get their sequel because I, I think they came out with a sequel. Uh, I got Final Fantasy VI, which was another game that I bought uh, prior to owning the actual steam deck but knowing very well that i want to be mobile when i play this game now it's kind of funny because i sit here and i, I sat here and i bought this pixel remaster uh game for 17.99 and to be quite honest i could have just emulated it but we'll get to that too we'll get to that as well um a game I just purchased yesterday and I'm super, super happy. And I sunk a, I think I've already sunk two hours into the game and I'm, I'm waiting to get done with this show so I can just get back to it. And it's final fantasy 15. Um, final fantasy 15 is definitely one of my favorite final fantasies. 
um, next to 12. I would really love if they redid 12 with the with the mechanics and the fight style of 15 and still found a way to implement the gambit system. Oh my gosh. It would just actually, I mean, I mean, that is essentially what final fantasy 15 is. It's a gambit system because your, your people are, are essentially fighting and doing what's in the best interest of the character that you're controlling. But yeah, if they, if they just found it, if you, if you could just, you know, uh, implement it in a way to where you say, Hey, I just really want you to focus on big monsters or just, you just fall back and, just heal me when I get below this and that and the third, then yeah, I, I could deal with that. Um, I got game developer tycoon, which is a really fun game gone home. Uh, gone home was a huge game, uh, back in the day. Um, and it's really funny because I remember when I, I remember buying it based on misconception because when I got the game, it just looks like an eerie game. Just the cover of it looks eerie. And I remember um, Jeff Gertzman, uh, who who had just started Giant Bomb at the time, was just talking about how it was just such a masterpiece. And I was just like, dude, I, if Jeff said it's good, then I definitely have to grab it. And um, I remember getting the game and being completely creeped out because it's a walking simulator where you're in a house by yourself. And everything pretty much functions off of like real world physics. So like, like there was this one chair where like I bumped into it and it just kept turning and it, it was creeping me out. And I like, I literally made a motion to go over there and like stop the chair from moving and like TV sets that are on in other rooms, uh, you know, that you want to turn off because you can't stand to hear that voice in the back of you know in the back of the in the background while you're while you're walking through the house it's like it's creepy um and i remember taking the game so slowly because i was waiting in suspense for the monster to just come out and you know destroy me or chase me or whatever the case was i was waiting for the monster and i remember when i first completed the game I was so upset. I was super upset because I was like, this isn't what I wanted. Like I wanted this to, I wanted this to be the monster game and this is not a monster game. If you haven't played it, then I definitely think that you should take the time to play it. Um, but you know, for me, it, it, it was such a surprise. It's a swerve of a game. It's an absolute swerve. Um, but I went ahead and I reinstalled it and, play through it again now with the knowledge of what it truly is and I, I probably beat it in like record time like I think I beat it in like less than an hour it was kind of funny um let's see I also have uh Grim Quest Grim Quest is a really fun game it's kind of like a um it's kind of like a tabletop dungeon crawler um it's really simple it does it goes it's heavily invested in a lot of dialogue so there's just a lot of reading and stuff like that um but you kind of just move your uh icon kind of like in chess pieces and um and yeah you you, you know like moving moving it around it kind of initiates certain things like combat or finding treasure or taking chance on 
you know, uh, going this way or that way or, or doing this, that, and the third. And it's actually pretty fun and I enjoy it. I, I, uh, enjoyed it so much when I played it on mobile that I went ahead and got it on steam and, you know, it's just super fun. Really enjoy it. Um, obviously I have half-life on here, uh, which I really, really, really enjoy half-life. Well, and not just half-life one, I got half-life two, half-life two. Um, I got a game that now, now this is really, this is really a funny story. So there's, there's a game called Valheim where, you know, it's, it's, you know, positive, a popular game amongst the community. And I was looking into possibly playing the game. I was like, okay, let's, let's see what it is. Let's check it out. Let's see if it's worth playing. And the uh, developer, not the developer, but the publisher had another game that I was interested in and it was called Hunt Down. And I was just looking at the pictures of Hunt Down and I was like, I would much rather play that. That just looks like a world of fun. And let me tell you, it is absolutely amazing. It's like playing a hidden Sega Genesis game that got lost, you know, in the the echoes of your mind that you didn't remember. It's like when you remember that one game that your friend mentions and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember playing it. It's like that. Like, you don't remember it right now, but when you do, it's kind of like this is all familiar to me. And it's so fun. It is it is a you know, I, I, I hate describing things as being stupid fun, but I guess you want to say it's simply fun. Um, let me see. What else do I have on here? Oh, keep going out of my games. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go through my library and it's just like giving me problems. Well, not problems, but, uh, okay. I also have, um, Neptunia on here. That's the, uh, hyper dimension series. I have, uh, last remnant, which last remnant is one of my, one of my favorite, rpgs of you know the latter generations and it was around the time where you know square enix was making their push with the with the uh microsoft uh xbox 360 and you know it was just like they had all these games coming out from square enix and i was just super happy and uh last remnant was one of those games where i just was super invested in attempting to uh play something with as much vigor as I gave Final Fantasy. And I don't know, like I, I've never been able to, like, so here's the thing, I've never beaten the game first off, but in that same stretch, it's like, it's always remained such an alluring game. It's just something that regardless of the system that I have, if it's available, I want it. It's kind of like a uh, control to me, you know, like control, like I don't care what system I'm on, I'm always gonna get a copy of control, like always. And that's how I feel about Last Remnant. It's like, if it's there, I'm going to get it. Um, Life is Strange is another one I got. It's kind of funny because I, I actually got Life is Strange when it first dropped. I didn't, I, I had no idea they were going to grow it into this huge series of, uh, of games that they did now. I think there's, I think there's like five main, mainline titles uh, in the entire series, which is cool. But what's crazy is that 
I have the old Life is Strange and they have a remaster. And I didn't get no deal like I did with Bioshock. So I didn't get any free uh, Life is, free Life is Strange remaster. Um, but I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, should I get the remaster or should I... Um, should I just play through the original? But I don't know. Like, like I'm I'm playing through the remaster of Bioshock, and to be quite honest, I can't really tell a difference between the first one and this one because, like I said, I played the demo of the first one, but per my vision, it doesn't seem any different. It's you know, it's a dated game. Um, it's from a different generation. Plays great, plays fine, but I'm not like really like so sold on what I'm looking at where I'm like, oh my God, I could totally see why it's remastered. So I don't know if I get the same reaction with uh, Life is Strange. Um, I got the Mega Man uh, Classic Collections, the Legacy Collections. Got one and two. Um, I got those on the cheap last time they were on sale. And it was funny because I actually bought those when I was um, still plugging up a controller to my tablet and playing a lot of Steam. Because I knew like even though my tablet, you know, it's not a top force, you know, uh, video game pusher. It's like I knew it could function to get Mega Man out, you know. So um, I uh, I went ahead and got those. But Mega Man, like the one thing that I the one thing that I realized, you know, shortly is that my reaction time is nothing near what it used to be when I was a kid. Um I don't even have the time to react that way anymore. And it just sucks because it's like the things that I remember as being completely easy um, are absolute challenges. Now, like I could still I could still go through Mega Man 2 pretty good and get to Wally's Castle pretty efficiently. Um, Mega Man 3 has just become a complete slog. Like I used to that that was my jam. I used to really truck through uh, three and just love all the levels and just beat all the bosses. And now it's just like, I pro I can't even get through two robot bosses. It's just, it's insane. Um, and then I don't even know why I got the second legacy collection. Cause it's like, I haven't beaten any of those games. I haven't played any of those games. And well, I, I have, I've played eight. Um, uh, and I believe I've played nine, but the other ones, yeah, it's just kind of like, they're just, parts of the parts of the history that I wanted to keep intact but you know I, I I definitely I definitely need to give them time so that I can just go ahead and get through them properly like one day I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna truly get through every single Mega Man classic game that there is and just be done with it and wrap that series up um I also have the original Resident Evil um installing well the resident evil one remake i have that one installed um i'm i really want to get uh resident evil 2 but it's funny because yesterday when i was because you know I, I try to buy a game every now and now and again and i basically did a coin flip and it was like okay either you're gonna get you're gonna get final fantasy 15 or you're gonna get resident evil 2 and it just happened to be uh, Final Fantasy 15, which which is kind of funny because I was actually fist pumping because I was just like, there's so much more content. <laughs> like, like I, I, I think I think I probably would have I probably would have betrayed myself and just went ahead and just bought Final Fantasy anyway, because it just it just it, it was like it was like a fraction 
like I think I think uh Resident Evil two is on sale for like maybe fourteen, fifteen bucks. And I think Final Fantasy fifteen was like seventeen dollars. But for two more dollars I can add the Arden DLC and the Windows edition already comes with all the other DLC. And the thing is is that I've beaten Final Fantasy fifteen. I've beaten it. I've got the you know, I got Noctis's ultimate weapon, uh, all that jazz, you know, that you try to do. Um I and you know, I, I I'll I'm I'm somebody that I will remain this way until the end of time and I hope they rectify this with sixteen. But I was I was a little mad about the fact that there were only so many summons. Now the summons in those in that game are completely dynamic, but I was just a little upset because it was like, how is it that you're only going to give me, you know, so many summons? And then on top of that, you know, um, you're only going to allow me to call these summons under certain circumstances. Like, that's not fair. I want to be able to call them whenever I want to. But I understand why it's like a part of the narrative overall and everything. But man, they... One thing that I kept telling myself was when they do DLC, they got to make it because here's the thing I like what I like about games that have a long history is when the developers just take the time to just open it up to the to all the possibilities that it can be. So, like, I think at this point they should have just opened up the game like on like just open ended on the game make it so that every single uh summons is available because you can't you can't call ifrit and you can't call bahama you can't call those two at all and it's like i want to be able to call them like so give me like a challenge map or something where i still have the ability to call those summons that would just be super super awesome but final fantasy 15 is just such a great game i'm having uh, such a large amount of fun and it, it is a joy to kind of experience that game again. And eventually I will get back into Resident Evil 2. But right now it's about Final Fantasy. Um, also I have the Genesis uh, Classics Collection uh, installed in here. Uh, as far as MMOs, I actually have uh, Star Wars The Old Republic uh, installed. And then I also have the original remake of Tomb Raider. Um, and then as I have previously mentioned... Um, vampire survivors so that's just what i actively have installed and you know like i mean i got a ton of games that i haven't even thought to put on the system like my skyrims my fallouts things of that sort i got ducktales um you know final fantasy 13 which you know you think about it it's kind of like you know, the question could be, well, why would you buy 15 if you haven't played 13? Because I haven't played 13 at all. Like, I have not played that game at all. I think I probably played through, like, a small amount of, like, I guess the tutorial level and just never went back in. And I can't even say why I haven't. And it's not that I it's not that I dislike the game. I think it's just I don't understand the game. I don't know. Like, it's just something that I don't understand about it. But I do have it. Um Man, can you believe Far Cry Blood Blood Dragon is unsupported on the freaking Steam Deck? Like, I don't even understand why that's a why that's a thing. Like, why that's like not applicable to the system. La La Noir is a game I'm 
interested in whether they're going to make it compatible because I want to play that. Um, I've only gotten so far in that game before. Um, I got the original Mass Effect. I got the Left 4 Dead series, um, Path to Exile, Portal, Civilization, just a bunch of stuff, dude. Like I got so much stuff, but the one, the one big fear that I have is that I don't want, I don't want to play myself as I've done in the past with consoles where it's like I I get so bogged down with so many long series type games that I don't have time to really go through. Like I'm basically doing it with Elden Ring. It's like I love Elden Ring and I want to go through that game um, at least one time. I want to finish the, the, the entire game. Um, but if you, you know, you implement something like final fantasy 15 it's like how do you split the time <laughs> you know like how do you split the time and then it's like whenever then i get into those modes where it's just like i want to play like my i want to play a game quick fast and in a hurry so then i play vampire survivors and it's kind of like i have a particular rotation but if but if but if my mind is always on the fact of like oh well just just keep installing more just keep putting more out and it's like dude you're just you're never going to get through anything but um and and i don't i don't know what the deal is because i like i like i i i know about completionist and trophies and achievements and stuff like that but it's really funny because it's like i've played through a lot of games on steam a lot and like when i was playing gone home they were throwing me achievements for stuff that i did what five years ago same thing with uh with half-life 2 like i i was going through half-life 2 and i was getting achievements for stuff that i did hell 10 years ago you know like it, it was it was insane so i don't know if like you know because i don't really know much about the history of steam and valve and what their implementations were over time but i always thought that i was achieving something back when i was beating these games to high hell um but if these achievements are new implementations then what i would more prefer to do is like start the games from scratch and start getting the achievements from the ground up because yeah it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to you know be in the middle of a continue and then they're kicking me down you know uh kicking me down trophies for stuff that i didn't even know was on the table but you know it is what it is and like i said Steam Deck is a fantastic system. The only the only knock that I would have and you know it's it's a serious thing. It, it definitely is a factor that a person will want to consider when they invest in something like a Steam Deck. Cuz here's the thing. People will ask themselves, is the Steam Deck for me? And I really think that that depends. It depends on what kind of gamer you are. It depends on how you enjoy to consume your games so for me i am somebody that you know my lifestyle keeps me on the move 90 percent of the time 90 percent of the time i am either in my car or yeah just in my car i'm like moving between here there and everywhere whether it's for work personal whatever i'm always moving in some direction now in between moving in these directions, 
there is an amount of downtime that I may have. And it's not always that way, but there are circumstances where like, let's say I'm, uh, you know, going to a city to complete some forms for a job that I have, then yeah, sometimes that paperwork may take a moment. And if it takes anywhere between 25 and 30 minutes, then I find the Steam Deck to be perfectly applicable to that particular situation. Um, would I take it on a road trip? I guess. Um, but it would definitely have to be something that needs to be plugged up. And I think that right there is a disconnect because it's like, okay, you got this system that's completely capable of giving you entry level PC quality in a handheld, but it comes at the cost of power because you need power to run these amazing games. Like I was suffering through it yesterday. I, when I, I was playing uh, final fantasy 15 and boy, oh boy, that fan kicked on and those graphics got to move in. And I, it, it was such an intense game on the, the, the system that I literally got to, a point where I had to like I had to plug it up firstly and in plugging up my system like p- while playing the game they put me at an estimated time of full charge within two hours I turned the game off and that two hours went to 30 minutes like that's the power pool of, of games on there so like you could really put yourself out if you you know depending on the games that you're playing so if you're if you're all about playing you know triple a titles and you know um you're you're into putting mad hours into your titles and you know you don't want to turn a game off until you got you know a particular achievement or all the achievements then yeah you probably don't want a steam deck or or at the very least you might want to think about uh, stand at home, docking it, hub, putting it on a hub or, you know, keeping it plugged into a wall. It's not something that you want to take out in public to grind a game. Um, I think the Steam Deck is a is a console of convenience. I think it is something that it's like like like, again, for me, because I'm not so hardcore about games, I think it's a wonderful thing. It, it, it feels super, it feels surreal to me to be sitting in Starbucks enjoying a tea and fighting a dragon in Elden Ring. It just feels surreal. I, I literally look at myself and I'm like, I cannot be doing this. This is not life. Like life is not this, this, like whatever this is, this is totally upside down, but it is real. And it feels amazing. But I also don't lose myself in the motion of being so invested in, 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 you know, said game where when battery eventually does run out, you know, I'm cursing at the wall. And why doesn't this last for, you know, X amount of hours? It's like because it can't, you know, the re- the resources that they the resources that they put in the system itself are impressive. And what they've done in that small form factor 
is beyond anything that I can fathom in advanced technology. It is, it's just, it's amazing. It's an amazing feat what they were able to accomplish. And for the price that you're paying, you're getting this system on a song. And I think that is where it kind of evens out. It's like, you can't cry too much because they literally gave this thing to you cheaper than every other system on the market that can do just as much, if not a little bit more than what theirs can. And the, and and, the, and that's, that's just long, the long and short of it. You just gotta, you gotta just kind of cut your losses and just enjoy what you can on the game. Like me, I, I, I definitely know that when I'm into the AAA games, I want to stay close by a, a charger or a wall unit because it's going to it's going to it's going to be a, you know, an issue. But if I'm playing my my simple games, playing some vampire survivors, um you know, playing something, you know, some indie developed game that's really really light on the resources, I I don't have to worry about anything. It'll it'll last me for the duration of whatever else I got planned in that moment and then some. And I and I don't have to worry about anything. You know. So that that's that's my deal with the Steam Deck. That's that's my whole that's my whole uh my whole bit on the Steam Deck. It's a fun system. I'm having a load of fun with it. Um oh but the other side of it, the other side that I want to talk about, the emulation. Man this system is probably going to go down as the magnum opus of emulation. It is literally the best way to experience an emulator. It's like, it's so easy. It's, it's just awesome. Like I've had emulators everywhere. I've had them on cell phones. I've had them on PCs. I've had them everywhere. I've had them on tablets. I've had them everywhere. Nothing has felt as good as having it on the Steam Deck. It is amazing on the Steam Deck. Like amazing. And um, yeah, I, I I love it. I I love having my legacy games from NES to SNES, you know, and, and what, what's really cool about it is that now in the conversation of, you know, games where like people could say, oh, when I was a kid, I used to play this. I could easily just turn around and say, okay, you make it sound great. Let me, let me go and, and secure this particular title and, see what you were talking about you know like it's it's literally that kind of adjustment for me where i can just i can just turn around i can bust out the emulator and i can play anything i could experience whatever brought someone else joy at some other time for the first time in my life and share that experience like this whole time i've been waiting i've been like oh you know so many people talk about chrono trigger being so so awesome people talk about romancing saga being so awesome so many people talk about uh uh earthbound being so awesome it's like i could experience all of this you know at no sacrifice to myself and and potentially have the time of my life 
and I mean, it, it spans from so many different systems. Like I, I've been able to uh, play, you know, the original coin up of Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Two, uh, uh, X Men, Children of the Atom, uh, Garo, Mark of Wolves, Baseball Superstars, um, just all kinds of stuff, man. And it's super awesome. It's just really super awesome. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those things where I basically have talked to myself and said, if you have, if you have an NES today and you have 10 games that you, that you want, what 10 games are you going to own on the NES? Like if you had to have it right now, what 10 games are they going to be? And I got those 10 games. They're just sitting right there. Did the same thing with Sega. Did the same thing with Sega CD. Same thing with Dreamcast. Same thing with PS1. Same thing with PSP. That one right there surprised the heck out of me. I don't know why I didn't expect the PSP to work. But I said, let me try this. So I downloaded um, Chains of Olympus. And when I started that up, and it was just flawless in the graphics and everything. I was just, I was floored. I was like, this is amazing. And then, and then right at that point, I said, you know what? There's one other game on, on PSP that I want to play that I haven't had a chance to play through. And that's Dante's Inferno. And I know, yeah, you probably thought I was going to say Peace Walker or something, but yeah, Metal Gear, Metal Gear, Metal Gear. But Dante's Inferno was definitely the game I wanted to experience. Um, and yeah, started up just fine. Looks great. Plays great. It's it's a it's a dream. The Steam Deck is a fantastic machine. And it's only going to get better because I because the implementations of, of the community to change, manipulate and modernize several different aspects of what that machine is is only going to make the experience better everybody's finding and implementing these different ways to experience what that system has to offer and you know i I haven't taken every single thing uh you know under consideration but there are certain things where i say hey that kind of sounds a little cool do that to my system perfect i'll do that and it's like and, and it's literally just elementary it's not like you know it's not like uh uh, flashing iPhones back in the day where you had to unlock them. It, it's not like that. It's it's definitely just a, a double click and off to the races. And it's such a it's such an easy experience. Such an easy experience. Um, what else do I got? What else do I got? I guess um, I'm trying to think about any games that are upcoming that I'm I'm interested in. I know um. Uh, I think Rogue Legacy 2 just dropped. I know that um, they got the Skywalker Saga that dropped. I'm not I'm not really a big Lego fan. I've never been a big Lego fan. Um, you know, I think Lego I think Lego did a really good um, execution on securing, you know, all these particular licenses to make th- these uh you know, these different games 
uh, based on a lot of properties that people enjoy from Indiana Jones to Pirates of the Caribbean to Star Wars and Marvel superheroes. I mean, they've done it all and I couldn't be more grateful for it. But yeah, I, you know, it's kind of funny because like they dropped this game, Skywalker Saga, and I'm just like, isn't this like all the other Star Wars ones that they've released in the past? Like, I, I and and that's why that I think that's why I haven't bought into them at all. Like, because it's just like I just feel like I'm buying the same game. Um, you know what game I do want is uh, and I, it, it's not gonna come out until December, but I want that Hogwarts Legacy. Oh my God, I love me some Harry Potter uh, universe. I really do, and um. I, I would be really, really excited to play that game because and, and, and here's here's the thing, because what I what I think is going to happen is I think that I think the fans of, of Harry Potter are going to kill the potential of what that game can truly be. I think that game's going to get panned when it first comes out, but not because it's a bad game. But I think because because the thing about Harry Potter as far as the universe is that the fans are like way too hardcore. They're way too hardcore. And I don't think that they're going to allow that game a chance to live. And it's simple things that I'm thinking about enjoying in that game where it's like they're not going to have it. Like, can you imagine, you know, them creating their character to be, you know, invited to Hogwarts and then they get to the scene with the sorting hat? It's like, how are they going to feel if deep in their own soul they feel like, you know, if I was a student at Hogwarts, I would have been a Hufflepuff. But then they end up in Gryffindor. It's like, are they going to accept that? Like, and then, and and to me, to me, okay, so this is what I think they should do. And I, I, I in no way want to talk about, you know, uh, the prerogative of developers. Like, I honestly think they should do whatever they want to do. But if they had in mind the fact of satiating these crazy fans, I think what they should do is make an option to have a randomized mode and then have a, uh, uh, you know, like a choosing mode. So if people want to go through and they want to choose every single aspect of what, if you want to choose your particular wand and your particular, uh, house and all that other stuff, go for it. But I would much rather take the chance on, you know, like the way that the lore kind of speaks, you know, the wizard doesn't choose the wand, the wand chooses the wizard. I I want that to be the case with me. And even if my, you know, wand turns up looking kind of funky, that's perfectly okay because that's the way the game played it out. If I, like me, myself, I would love if, you know, the sorting hat told me that I was in Slytherin. But if I happen to be in Ravenclaw, then that's okay. I'm not going to sit here and down the game because it gave me a bad house. I'm not going to reset my, you know, my, uh, my, my, you know, console because I didn't like where it placed me. Like, it's not, that's not it. You know, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy the game. I'm super excited because I think the, I think the lore of the final fantasy, uh, not final fantasy, (laughs) final fantasy of the Harry Potter universe is just so robust. I feel like it's something that needed to be tapped into in the in the video game space for quite some time and I enjoy it more from the aspect of it being a character that is completely 
dependent on me. It's, you know, it's my avatar. I'm not playing Harry Potter. I'm not playing Hermione Granger. I'm not playing Ron Weasley. I'm playing me. And that's what I really am invested in. I hope they eventually do a Star Wars game like that, too. Like, I think I think they've always come out with really good Star Wars games. But I would really love if they made a Star Wars game that kind of executes kind of like Cyberpunk 2077, where they give you the the uh, the choice in the very beginning. What path do you want to follow? Do you want to? follow the path of the Jedi? Do you want to follow the path of the smuggler? Do you want to follow the path of the bounty hunter? Or do you want to follow the path of the dark side and just literally have a different narrative to whichever way you choose and then flip it on that formula and, and implement that kind of form factor of like Knights of the Old Republic and, you know, based on your personal choices in how you, go through the uh the the game's motions and decisions you end up in a more complex place so yeah you might start off on the dark side but you might do more factors that deal with your currency you know being out of control and then next thing you know you're uh you know lightsaber wielding smuggler you know you, so it, it's it's certain things like that that I would really really enjoy if they uh, decided to make a, a kind of create your own Star Wars universe. Um, yeah, I, I would I would totally love that. But uh, yeah. Oh, and the other thing, movies. I wanted to talk about the Batman. Man, listen, the Batman. I know I know it's it's you know it already came out. A lot of people already seen it and whatever. If you haven't seen it definitely go out and see it um they actually it actually just came on hbo max i think about a week and a half two weeks ago and man it, there there has been there has been no greater joy than rewinding my favorite parts over and over again like that is that is what i live for when it comes to uh, movie streaming. It's like, there's that part. And I just have to watch it again and again and again. And do you know what my favorite part of the Batman is in the entire film? It is without any doubt in my mind, it is the, uh, introduction of the Batmobile. And I, and I, and I, I'm going to say this and I, and I say this firmly and I'm going to say this with, with, with 110% conviction this is the best Batmobile ever in movie cinema. It's the best Batmobile. It is the best Batmobile that I've ever seen on, on, on movie screen period. And here's why I think it is because we look at superheroes and in some ways we want to relate. In some ways, we want to relate. You know, we can never, we we can all we can all, we 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 look at Superman, and we say to ourselves, "Well, I can't fly, and I'm not that strong, and I'm definitely not bulletproof, but I definitely can understand the ideals of the fight, why he stands up." So you take that in, you know. And with Batman, 
you know, we, we, you know, it's always been a running joke for years. You know, if you had the resources, if you had the money, anybody could be Bruce Wayne or anybody could be Batman. At least up to the capabilities of doing all the, you know, the stuff that he does, you know, climbing rooftops and swinging around cities and, you know, getting shot and scratched and clawed and, you know, damn near killed. Um, but, if, you know, but like any, yeah, if you, if you had millions and millions of dollars, uh, anybody could make a formidable vehicle that could emulate not really the personal style of the bat, but if you, you, anybody could take a, an amount of money and create a car and call it a Batmobile and in their own interpretation, it would be just that. And I think that's what I got out of the Batman film because to me, it felt like you got this guy who, you know, from from the from the audience's aspect, we don't understand why he's chosen bats as his, you know, form of symbolism, at least in this particular universe. But that car has nothing to do with it. The car in that film doesn't seem it doesn't seem like an extension of him as a as the Batman, it seems more like an extension of his ability to instill fear. That was that was what I got out of it. That scene was such a powerful scene because there was such an overwhelming odd, and that's how you want those ex machina uh, scenes to play out. You know, your good guys are stuck between a rock and a hard place literally in this movie and there's just this outlying factor that when it when it's presented it's like nobody knows how to deal with it because there was just never an idea or a sign that it could go in that direction and that's what that Batmobile was I mean they were sitting there having this full-blown gunfight well, not really a good, I mean, there was only one good guy shooting back, but for what it was worth, I mean, it was like they were going to die. And when he revved up, I don't even want to say, let's not even say revved up. When he turned the engine on to that Batmobile, that thing sounded like, it sounded like a jet that was under that was under an underpass and it was echo and reverberating the sound of that that engine and it was just it was so insane and what i loved about that scene was the confusion that everybody was suffering and the hint especially from from uh from Oswald Cobblepot or penguin more more directly you could tell you could look in his eyes and there was there was just an iota of fear he was more confused but there was that moment where it was just like it's about to go down and i don't know what that is and that and that was what had me that's the part like i think i I, I don't know if I screamed, I clapped, I don't know what I did, but I showed some adulation for that scene because I just was like, that is Batman. That's the Batman. The Batman is not 
the the character who comes down in the costume that beats up on people. It is the idea that I could be in the night. You cannot know where I am and you can hear a sound and it can be the most death inducing like they everybody everybody was scared Catwoman's looking over looking from out she was getting shot at and the sound the sound was so left field she had to look to see what the hell it was Jim Gordon was getting shot at his car door was like two holes away from being Swiss cheese and he was even looking like what is going on two seconds ago i was getting shot at now i'm hearing this jet engine and i i literally could not wrap my mind around it and 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 that was the joy the joy was just being affected by the batman the way that he would affect those villains and anyone else in an environment that he's trying to control his level of control worked on me and I'm just watching a movie because I didn't know what it was I was like what the hell is that and of course obviously you know it's the Batmobile but to not see it and put yourself in the position of everyone that was in that particular scene it, it was it was it was mass confusion it was mass confusion and then the coup de gras is just anybody could build that car Anybody with the right resources in place can build that car. That is not a difficult car to build. Can you have flames shooting out of it and stuff? I don't think to that degree. Definitely not that color. <laughs> but if you wanted to build that car, you could build that car. And that and that was the point. The point is is that you you have this guy, you know, in this film who's only been on this 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 uh quest of being a vigilante for 2 years. And in 2 years he had dedicated an amount of his resources to making this car that made people say, "Holy shit. I have no idea what that is." And that's where we're going to leave it. Um <laughs> hopefully you guys are enjoying your weekend i know i'm enjoying mine i just want to get back to playing some steam deck have you guys thought about investing in the steam deck is there anything that you wanted to invest in outside of uh the major consoles that you thought might be interesting to have are there any questions you might have about the steam deck you guys can always hit me up um i'm on the twitter uh more ta podcasts you can hit me up on the twitter um and yeah, did you see the Batman? Like, what did you think about that Batmobile? Do you think that it is one of the uh, better Batmobiles that you've seen? Do you think that it's anywhere close to the classic uh, Batmobiles? Do you think it is the best? Like, I think it is the best. And how, and how did the actual scene in that movie, if you saw it, make you feel? Like, did you feel that fear-inducing uh nervousness that i felt because i kind of was scared i was kind of crapping my pants a little bit but we're not gonna talk about all that um we're gonna just get you guys sent off to enjoy the rest of your weekend you guys already know the deal you guys already know the motto take care of yourselves and each other and i will see you guys next time bye guys <laughs>